Welcome to the Leadership Void Podcast. Enrique and Vince here, and we're all about helping you develop and fill the areas of void in your leadership. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to the first episode of the Leadership Void Podcast of 2022. I'm Enrique, and I'm here with my co-host, Vince. This is our very first episode, folks, and I couldn't be more excited for what this next year has in store for our show. Today, we're wearing Marine Lava Red in honor of our guest and Vince will introduce. Absolutely. Season three is upon us, folks. We are just so excited. We have with us T. Shane Johnson. He's going to talk about T. Shane Johnson Inspires. He's from Charlotte, North Carolina. Welcome to the show. Happy New Year, brother. Let's just start off, kick off the show by telling us a little bit about you, T-Shane. Oh, man. Um, yeah, yeah, great way to start the year. Um, first and foremost, thank you for allowing me the opportunity to be on your show. Um, I've seen some amazing things you guys have done. You know, I follow you quite a bit in LinkedIn. Um, so she's got some great guests, some great content. So, you know, it's important, especially for the veteran community and, and for all for most part. But it's really good to see that you guys out there kicking butt and delivering really good con- content. So I really do appreciate that. Um, I, you know, look, I, I think there's a lot of different directions I could go with a little bit about me, but I think the simplest form is really, I'm just a, a Florida boy. Um, at one time I was, you know, one of probably only five people actually from Florida when I lived in Florida. Uh, so it was, uh, it was you know, like anything else. Most people don't understand Florida. A lot of them think it's beaches and condos, uh, when in fact it's really cattle and groves. So, um, I grew up, you know, uh, in Arcadia, Florida, uh, probably a little, a little inland from Sarasota, Bradenton area in the middle of nowhere, um, in a little town called Gardner. And, um, and yeah, and then I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to join the Marine Corps. I made it, got in the Marines and, um, you know, served my term, got out and fell into entrepreneurship and banking. And, uh, over a course of 20 years, I developed a lot of different, a lot of different things. And now I'm a you know, motivational speaker, best-selling author, world record athlete, you know, I guess serial entrepreneur, philanthropist, I don't know, whatever the day holds, dad, most important with my, my pain and fingernails, they're, they're chipping. I need to get them redone. But um, all in all, yeah, that's me and that's go. I love it, T-Shane. And, and brother, we know each other for a little while now, so I've seen all the things that you've been involved with, it is very encouraging to see uh, a Marine come out and do something great. And you have definitely done that. I love the painted nails, brother. That is a true sign of fatherhood, if any. And I'm, I'm so happy about that. You know, you started T. Shane Johnson Inspires. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, you know, I think... You know, there's so many different directions when it comes to content out there now. Um, it, it's challenging because you've got one context and platform that says, you know, follow your passion. You've got another context and platform that says work really hard and things come to you that way. And, you know, so I think people get a lot of mixed signals of, of how things come and they think that it's one direction at all. You know, it's you get a lot of questions on leadership. People say, well, what's your direction on leadership? And I said, well, there's not really a direction on leadership. Leadership is to adapt to all people. It's not a specific platform you follow with one structure and one thing like we did in the military. You know, nowadays you've got to be able to adapt to any and everyone. And I think that comes into the context of being able to, to relate and speak to people on all levels. And T-Shane Inspires was something that just really kind of formed it. Well, I didn't have this plan in my head. I always knew I wanted to be a speaker. 
um, you know, like everyone else, I think everybody has a story to share, but my story, I honestly never even talked about until probably 10, 12 years later. And it was really more of a format of trying to um, build a relationship from me being homeless and then building somewhat of what people would consider success and then going back to the homeless and being able to have that conversation on, on, on a level ground. And then when I realized that, that people really didn't need politics and government and policy and structure and leadership, they really need inspiration to feel good about themselves, to feel like they're worthy. Because I think even most of us, even if we, again, to the general public are considered successful, we're a lot of times very lonely inside. You know, entrepreneurship and life in general is, is like Mike Tyson, man. Every time you get in the ring, you're just getting knocked out. Um, and you have to have the fortitude to be able to get back up and go at it again. And, you know, I always know one thing for a fact will take, you know, Marine Corps is a small portion of my life, but it does lay a good foundation for a lot of things. And I will say, when people say, what is the thing that you remember the most about the Marine Corps? And I will say for me, it was in Paris Island and we were doing a formation PT run in boot camp. And I remember listening and, you know, when you just get that really good drill instructor that has that just sings cadence, like there's no tomorrow and it just changes your life. You know, you start monkey drilling and doing all this stuff. And it's like, this guy is like the heavens of music, you know, and it just was killing cadence one morning. I've got chills talking about this killing cadence one morning. He was saying up in the morning with the Carolina sun. And literally, as I looked, there was just this massive red sun coming over the top of we were all clapping in unison and, and we were moving and we were working together. And I thought, man, I've literally made the best decision of my life. This was just so empowering, so inspirational. We're all achieving the same thing, no matter where we come from, what we look like. You know, it doesn't matter what our color is, what our race is, anything. We were all there as one equal, one unit, singing in unison and being and, and all aspiring to be the best. I mean, I have yet in anything in my life been in an entire group of people where everyone is striving to be the elite. It's always maybe one or two of us, you know, a couple of us, a lone wolf, but never where a whole group of people has come in and saying, today we're going to give every single thing that we can, you know, to be the best of the best. And it was just a, it was an amazing, an amazing thing. And I think T-Shane Inspires really kind of embraces that. That's the idea. When I stand up on the stage, it's to be able to tell a story to all people, not just people that I'm targeting for the sense of signing a a ticket or a book or getting anything. I mean, my biggest speaking events that I've done in all these years of speaking has been to over 100,000 homeless people. Um, and I didn't get paid a dime for it. As a matter of fact, I paid for it, you know? So um, that's really what my platform is. And then of course, you know, from a business standpoint, it's turned into executive leadership coaching. It's turned into, you know, generally, I'm, I, I like the stage. I love being able to gather a big captive audience and be able to tell a story and impact people where they feel like you're literally talking only to them, no matter how many people are in the audience. So I really enjoy that portion of it. And then of course the one-on-one -on -one coaching, um, you know, picking the right horses and dedicating myself to the right people and inspiring them to go out and do more and hopefully getting a small amount of what we shared, you know, and felt when we were in the military of that moment that I shared. Wow. That was phenomenal. T Shane, your, your journey, your story, it's captivating and riveting. So I, I thank you for being here and allowing us to share with our audience uh, what you have going forward. And I, I hear this tagline in my head, elite as one. You know, I think that might be, that's definitely what I'm hearing. You know, we all elite as one. And in the military, for those of not, some of us do not, have not gotten up before the sunrise to, to listen to those beautiful music. But, 
but thank you for sharing. Thank you for being here. Uh, and talk about being shooken down or being knocked down, as you said, Mike Tyson, you know, the pandemic had knocked down certain individuals, certain companies. How did the pandemic affect T. Shane Inspires? <laughs> I broke a world record. Um, it, it, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, adversity is part of life. I mean, you know, I, I think there's, again, a lot of different people out there delivering that message, but I think that there's not always a hardcore message to it. I can't just justify military experience and expect everyone to relate. I think it's like in anything else is being able to adapt to the situation and adjust based on your goals. I mean, you know, when you set a goal for whatever you're going to do in life, and again, this isn't specifically to business, it could be just be a better parent, be a better person, you know, do a little bit more, clean the house, make a little better breakfast. I don't know, whatever it is. I mean, you understand you're going to hit them with obstacles. I mean, I, I don't know, for a veteran, I don't know, COVID was probably pretty legit for me. I didn't have to run around and talk to a ton of people. I was locked up in my house, being able to do what I wanted to. Um, I, I, it was great, you know. But from, uh, from an adaptability standpoint, you know, normally for the past five years, I've ran across America. I had speaking engagements that were, you know, in person. And it wasn't really a challenge. It was just adapting. It was like, okay, great. You know, so I need to still raise funds for causes that are out there. So how do I do it? Okay, let's pick a push-up challenge and let's start marketing that accordingly. And then when it came to speaking, all right, great. Well, you know, people are going to do it on Zoom. Technology is, is advanced now. It's a lot easier than it was before. And it's no different than talking into a movie or a video camera. We just have to be able to explain to each person on the other end of that Zoom um, and connect, you know, in just a little bit different way. I think, I think as a speaker, it's more challenging because you don't have the interaction of the audience. So you do have to kind of put yourself in an actor role and pretend that there's an entire audience out there. Um, but it wasn't, I don't want to say it was a challenge. I would say it was an, an, an expected roadblock based on my goals and objectives, maybe a little more for some than me, but I mean, the mission still got to get done. So we just went ahead and did it. Well, uh, T Shane, 3000 miles to your why. Uh, Guinness World Book record, uh, push-ups up the yank. I'm telling you, you're, you're batting, you know, as far and as long as you can. So much going on. So what's on the horizon for T. Shane Johnson Inspires? Well, I mean, look, my, my, my objective is, you know, I aspire to inspire before I expire, right? You know, so, I mean my objective is to continue to inspire no matter what in, in every day, you know, um, as far as logistically, you know, my, my I'm going to redo the, the, the 12 hour push-up goal um, or world record here, hopefully May 1st, God willing and Creek don't rise, but um, that's kind of that kind of, kind of the plan for this year. And it's really just getting out there to continue to spread the message. I have a great group of uh, gentlemen I'm speaking to in January, about 300 guys. Um, and it's really defining our, our relationship with God um, as a man, um, being able to raise our daughters in the right way, be a good family person. Um, you know, I think that's a very, very, very needed thing in, in, in our world today for men. Um, so, I mean, it's really that, and then just continue to spread the message and inspire and hopefully tell my story and impact in one person. I guess if I did that, I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> you know, you talked about inspired and then the whole before you ex expire, you know, that that's wow. That says a lot there, you know, you say some, a lot of hidden subliminal messages, but they mean some great things to T-Shane. I want to share that with the audience. Audience want to get a hold of you, but they have to wait to the end of the show. But right now let's transition about leadership. Let's talk about your leadership journey. So what professional development areas do you work on T-Shane to improve your capabilities as a phenomenal leader that you are? 
Well, I think I'm fortunate. I mean, I'm a dad to a little girl, so um, her personality changes like the wind. So uh, um, it's a lot like leadership, you know, when you're dealing with people, you have to be able to adapt. You know, I kind of touched on this a little bit in our earlier conversation, you know, when it comes to leadership, I think, you know, you, you, you see servant leadership, you see lead from the front leadership, you see all these different platforms that are going out and echoing leadership. And I'm, I'm a little confused when it comes to it, because people will ask me that question, what is your thoughts on leadership? What do you do to become a better leader? And, you know, leadership is not a one size fits all. And it's not just pick a platform. I mean, I guess if you feel like you want to be a successful leader, I think some people, you can be great with servant leadership. I think that's some people can be led that way. And it works. I know some people that just won't work well at all with. Um, that's not not my platform. I like to be told exactly what to do. Let's roll with it. I like to see somebody do it, and then I'm going to follow them until I die. Um, you know, I don't I don't need to be patted on the back. I don't need to be attaboys. I don't need any of that. I just let's just get it done. I want to be the best. And I know in life that nothing good comes out of something that's easy. So I appreciate kind of that brash approach. However, I do know that I can't be like that with a seven year old girl, right? So I have to be able to adapt to that situation and understand what drives and motivates her. And I think when it comes to myself, I'm constantly working on different ways to lead people from different perspectives based on their views and not looking at a disagreement or a question and authority as something wrong, but as an ability to be able to encourage and build more to guide them in the right direction. Because ultimately, leadership is trying to get all people to do one thing that you want in the same direction. It's not just for them to agree with you and say, OK, well, this leadership works for me. That's not getting everyone to do it. Um, that's a big trouble that we have in a lot of a lot of different things today is that we feel that one side versus the other side, when in fact all sides should be working on how do we guide everyone into again, like I mentioned earlier, that one unit, you know, that one elite thought process of how we're going to accomplish that goal. And when I go into organizations, it's always interesting to see that because you do see a very a lot of the one side or the other. You see a lot of the military structure, right, top down theory. And then you see the servant leadership where it's flipped up and you've got the bottom person you know, going out to everyone. And I don't always agree with that. You know, I think that's, I mean, look, when, when you're a CEO of a company and you have a thousand, two thousand, three thousand people, your expectations, goals and things that you do aren't the same as it is as being someone on the front line. You know, totally different. Doesn't mean you can't relate. Doesn't mean you shouldn't understand. It just means that you guys have different objectives. Right. That's why our brass isn't out on the field taking rounds. Right. They're back strategizing and understanding and playing the chess game while we go execute, um, you know, the, the mission objectives. So again, for myself, you know, pretty basic stuff, reading books, studying, doing all the right things. But ultimately, I think being a parent is the best form of, of, of developing leadership, especially between the difference of children, ages, you know, gender, there's a lot of different platforms. Um, I can't go in and, and kill every boy she talks to at seven, though, doesn't mean I can't threaten them. And as a dad, I could see that very well. I'm telling you, uh, TJ, you know, as, as we grow up and leadership, without a doubt, is very dynamic. You, you're going to have to learn how to adapt in order to get your mission done. And so I agree with that. There's a lot of advice that we often get as we're growing up as leaders. What advice did you get as an emerging leader that you would like to share with one today? Well, I think I, 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 you know, don't ask anybody to do something you can't do yourself. You know, my, my dad probably taught me that a long time ago. And then, you know, the military was the epitome of that. Um, well, the leaders I have anyways, I'm not going to speak for the entire military, but for what I, the experience I went through, I was never asked to do something that I couldn't or wouldn't do myself. 
And I, I've always been a big fan of that. I think that's, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize their ability until they're pushed in the right direction, right? So when you're getting ready and the green light looks and the door opens and it's time to static line jump out, there's no, um, there's no like, well, let's talk about your feelings today before we get ready to jump out of the back of this plane, right? It's really just that size 11 or 12 booth that just gets put right in the back if you even question it for a second. And next thing you know, you're like, holy cow, this was a blast. Like, I did it, I did it, I did it, you know? And that has been the best form of anything I ever do. I mean, I'm still scared to stand up on the stage. I still get, I have a lot of anxiety, a lot of problems. I mean, I, no, I'm 100% disabled veteran. I mean, I have a lot of health issues from my accident, a lot of things that I challenge with every single day. It's not always just a positive side. And I question myself all the time. Um, and I make mistakes all the time, but that doesn't mean that I don't pretend that boots in my back, um, you know, and, and I just jump. And then when I realized I've jumped and I did it, I go, okay, that fear now has been conquered and I can decide whether I want to continue doing it or not do it. But however, I have done it at least once. And, I, and, and, and that's, that's what, that's what encouraged me and keeps me going when it comes to it. And that's the best advice I've received. I love that advice, you know, plus that internal fortitude to keep going, you know, especially when you knock down. So that develops definitely that that advice also has some challenges. We all have challenges. So you too, Shane, what, what you'd like to share with the audience about challenges either you're currently facing or have faced in the past? I mean, I, that, I think I think the challenges are, are definitely outweigh any of the other things. Um, I mean, I think people, when we, when, when you're watching this as an audience, listening to this as an audience, I mean, you're looking at the, the, the positive, right? You're writing down the five things that you take away from a positive when you don't realize that the things you should be writing down is the 72,000 things that were the failures. You know, uh, people don't realize when I did that, that push-up record, when people say, man, you did 3,050 push-ups in one hour. Like, that's amazing. Say, yeah, but did you read the rest of the article? I did 16,500 for 12 hours. You know, I did 25 push-ups for every 60 seconds for 12 hours straight without stopping. And I have 40% use of my arm and nerve damage. I have 40% use of my lungs. I have, you know, major injuries throughout my body. And I couldn't feel my fingers for the next four months. And I didn't get paid money to do that. I did that to raise funds for the National Purple Heart Foundation and contributed my own money. It wasn't like I had sponsors to cut the checks and I was paying for it. I mean, it was all out of my personal pocket. You know, so it, there was a tremendous amount of health challenges and life challenges. I also run through companies. So to find time to train at a high level athletic you know, training when it comes, I was training in a boxing gym with a professional athlete all day, every day. Um, and I was having a lot of problems, a lot of nerve damage, my hands on fire. I sleep probably only one hour a night that most people don't know. Um, I haven't slept a full night and I don't know how long, you know, and I, I realized that, however, those that received the Purple Heart probably have a lot worse. So if I can sit here for 12 hours and push through those challenges and raise, you know, 20, 25, $30,000 for a cause to help something else, then, then I've paid back my debt for my second chance of life, or at least start to pay back a little bit of it. So um, I think life is, everybody knows when you're listening to this, you're going through something. Everyone's going to go through something. I guarantee you there's in somebody's ear right now, they're questioning today um, in all aspects, right? And, and it's just a matter of knowing that, you know, we, we, we go through that for that one specialist experience. You know, we go for that one moment of pure joy and we capture and hold on to that. And then we, we, we head out to some more challenges and hopefully, hopefully we continue to fight. Well, that is just straight beautiful brother. I, I was over here almost jumping at my, out of my seat. Uh, you know, life will throw some curveballs at you, uh, but that's everyone folks, everybody 
There's nobody that, that gets through this life unscathed, right? That, that's not going to happen. Um, and the way you approach it, uh, T. Shane, is just wonderful. I, I applaud that. Now, I'll tell you that sometimes, along with challenges, change comes to us because those challenges are sometimes uh, change forming. It, it, it is designed to make us change something. So what certain strategies do you use uh, in team dynamics or in personal uh, to strategize to deal with change? Well, I think the first thing is, is understanding change is positive. Um, I, I know it can be what people think is challenging. So if I'm working with a person or an organization, I think the idea here is, is to weigh out the why, right? Like, to define our purpose and mission. Um, I don't get caught up in the, in the, I have to go work out today. Um, I think if I did that, I probably wouldn't go. Um, I think what I do is I get caught up on what's, what's the why, what is the reason for doing it? Um, I will say over years in life, and, and you start to change your perspective on a lot of things. I mean, what you would have asked me that question many years ago compared to now is different. I think what's important, one thing I, I will share, you know, from a personal perspective is, is that, you know, one, because I am such a serving person and I actually get a sense of fulfillment, so I think it's a little more selfish than selfless, is, is, is I forget to take care of myself. And because I forget to take care of myself, I actually forget how to take care of myself. And I think that's one thing as leaders we really, really forget to do you know we we spend so much time trying to tell everyone how to be a great leader and how we're a great leader when in fact on the inside we have totally forgotten what it's like to to take care of ourselves and in a positive direction you know um recently i was presented with an opportunity to retire right and just completely not have to, to work and um I, I you know at first when i thought about that i was like oh man that sounds kind of like a you know pretty good idea and then i got really really lonely about it because i thought to myself well, what do I do? I don't know what I like. Do I go fishing? Do I go? I don't even know. I've spent so much time not working on myself that literally it's probably going to take me another five years to even try to figure out how to do that. Now, when it comes to change, I realize that that is a different form of my life and my goals are a little different. I need to live a little bit longer for my daughter. I need to focus on things for her rather than serving in a different direction. And I need to show how important she is first and then take it you know, from there. So Usually when I'm explaining that to people, I always say, look, change is inevitable. It's going to happen. And we've got to decide to just jump on the ship or not. And if we're going to accomplish the same mission, i.e. why, then from there, we know that there are some obstacles we're going to have to overcome. And as long as, again, we go back to that unified front with a unified goal to do everything on the same page with each one of us having our own independent drivers, then I think that we're, we're, we're going to crush it. And, and, uh, and that's usually how I address, you know, address change. And, it, you know, for me, it's a little different. It's just like, it is what it is. Let's just do it and roll on with it and I'll adapt. But not everybody takes that approach and can deal with that. They want to ask why. They want to understand. Again, if we have the same mission objective, I think it's really easy for all of us to say, okay, do we agree? This is what change is going to get us. Yes. Okay, great. Then it's inevitable. Let's work on how we can motivate each other based on our drivers so that we can get to the same common goal. Wow. <clears throat> Definitely some great advice, some great opportunities for folks to understand these different perspectives, but most importantly, being elite and having the team mentality focused on the mission is, is where it's at. So folks listening in, you just heard from T. Shane Johnson. And if you want to get a hold of him or T. Shane Johnson inspires folks, he's going to tell you how. I, how do we yeah, go so, about doing that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can visit my website, um, you know, tshaneinspires.com. 
Um, I always, people can text me 704-574-6611. You ever have a question or anything you need. And in all my social media handles, it's at T Shane Johnson. Outstanding. And folks, if you want to get a hold of us, the leadership void at gmail.com is where you want to go there. Send us all your requests, send us anything you want to know about leadership specifically, or any guests that you would like for us to have on the show. We would love to see that and curate it and consider it. Uh, Today, T. Shane Johnson with us. We are so blessed to have you open up our season three and, uh, you know, no better way to have the Marines come in and embark and then get in there and just blow it all up and show how it's done. But, hey, we've been blessed. T. Shane, good to see you again, brother. Uh, we wish you all the best this year, and we're just excited for this next season. Folks, stand by because we're going to share some more information for you coming up. Yeah, speaking of standing by, a couple of things going on. One, our subscription drive is going strong. We're at 170, trying to reach that 200 goal. All you have to do is go to our YouTube channel, uh, Leadership Void, hit subscribe. You enter into drawing to win this wonderful book from Scott McGregor calling Standing O, the Salute Edition. It's autographed, folks. So please come out there, subscribe. Help us reach that small goal, obtainable goal. We also do radio check every 1st and the 15th of every month at 1900 with 7 p.m. It's a chance for us to come together as one and just find out how can we help one another. So checking our battles, first responders, military community, first in the 15, 1900 YouTube, uh, LinkedIn Live. And also we have a great podcast platinum sponsor, the home team of Ron Point Mortgage Service Corporation. We are sponsored by them. We thank them next week. Amazing person doing amazing work in the military community we have a special giveaway going out next week we know we'll learn more about it next week so please tune in but today again season three was opened up by the marine t shane johnson uh we're just so excited thank you for being on our show happy new year brother my pleasure gents thank you so much Thank you for tuning in to the Leadership Void Podcast. If you have any topics you would like to discuss or you are dealing with leadership issues, be sure to write us at theleadershipvoid at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Until next time.